What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and mainstream media news? Six to 12 months. That's right. Just about a year ago, if you were to have turned on mainstream media news, you will hear that there were people talking about a potential lab leak hypothesis, the origin of COVID-19, not coming from a bat and just jumping species. You would have been termed a conspiracy theorist if you took that story and ran with it. There were so many categories you could have gotten thrown into, but the bottom line is, is you would have been dead wrong conspiracy theorist. Now, six to 12 months later, why are we talking about it again? It's because it's news now. It's official. Mainstream media is entertaining conspiracy theories. Wild, lavish, unfounded, baseless claims of a lab leak out of Wuhan, China. So we're going to talk about this and why China is now saying, you better prepare United States for nuclear war. Why? Because we don't like that Biden just said we're going to have to probe the potential lab leak theory coming out of China. There's that, and we're going to get into all the emails of Anthony Fauci and The Hill reporting on them to basically show, is Fauci the man we thought he was, that fine, noble, upstanding American that always tells the truth? We'll find out here and more. So smash the like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, share this video out far and wide, and get ready for Waking Infinity News. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. And first, I want to start off with a thank you. Not for anything that you all did right now. It's mainly because you're still here and I'm still here. We did it. I mean it. We made it through this extremely intense period. The virus didn't take us. We're still here. And on the other side of this great war that we... Wait, what year is it? 2021. Shit. Yeah, we, um, we got a lot more shit on the horizon. In brighter news, we have a lot more clarity on the mysterious origins of COVID-19. Turns out the only thing that is absolutely certain is that the mainstream media is now comfortable with entertaining conspiracy theories. One year ago, Anyone talking about Professor Charles Lieber and his connection with Wuhan Institute of Virology would have been incorrect, but not off base. You see, Professor Lieber worked at the Wuhan Institute of Technology, not Virology. But if it was off base, then why exactly is the mainstream media entertaining these wild and dangerous conspiracy theories that got people like the ex-CDC executive, Robert Redfield, death threats from scientists because he simply entertained the idea of a lab leak. So who's being thrown under the bus now? Well, none other than Dr. Anthony Fauci. First mainstream media thought he was the bee's knees and now he's an expendable asset in the ongoing narrative. You know, the very narrative that most of us assume is an accurate reflection of reality. But I also really want to practice what I preach. I'm not going to be the guy that points a finger at the same person that everybody in the world right now is pointing their fingers at. I'm not going to add into that game. I know that the media can take anybody that you haven't met and 
with a high degree of accuracy, either make you like or dislike the person if it really, really wanted to. So the whole thing about Fauci, I'm not going to play that game. I'm on Team Fauci. I am. And I'm going to expose to you that he was in the right this entire time. He didn't lie. Look at this guy. Look at his face. He's an honest man. He's a good man. He's an American. And any conspiracy theorist knows that you've got to look for the story beneath the story. Why is Anthony Fauci being thrown under the bus now? What's it covering for? My assumption? I think Fauci and Bill Gates are getting voted off the island. So what is the lab leak hypothesis? Well, it's the gain-of-function research that people like Luke Rudkowski, other podcast people, really just independent fact-checkers, independent researchers, have been talking about since this time last year. So for a full year, non-accredited, non-checkmarked people, for the most part, have been talking about this gain-of-function research to people in the U.S. And to think that Fauci was involved in gain-of-function research on this virus, which is when you take a virus and you manipulate it in order to increase its pathogenesis, its transmissibility, and host range, meaning it can go from one species to another. What about the whole bat hypothesis, where somebody at a wet market got some bad bat with some COVID, they ate it, it skipped species, that whole thing was the narrative. And if you thought anything different, you were called a conspiracy theorist. You may have lost your job in the past year and a half. Here's what Senator Rand Paul said by reported through the New York Post right after he interrogated Fauci. There's a lot of evidence that Fauci has a great deal of conflict of interest that if it turns out that this virus came from the Wuhan lab, which it looks like it did, that there's a great deal of culpability and that he was a big supporter of the funding. Paul also said, but he was also a big supporter to this day of saying, we can trust the Chinese on this. We can trust the Chinese scientists. And I think that's quite naive and really should preclude him from the position that he's in. And guess what? Synchronistically, right after I read that whole thing with Rand Paul and what he's saying about Fauci and his trust of the Chinese scientists, I saw this thing on TikTok. Minor collaboration as part of a subcontract of a grant. We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists and Chinese come uh, and Chinese come uh, and Chinese come uh, come uh, come. Uh, Looks bad, but you know what? With deep fakes and everything, I don't buy it. I don't even think that was him. Breaking news. And now there's this shit. Blanketing the news, we are seeing stories that the Chinese government is basically saying United States needs to prepare for a potential nuclear war. Here's in news.com.au. Hu Zhijin, the editor of the Chinese state-run newspaper of the Global Times, said, Enhancing China's nuclear program was now vital to the country's strategic deterrence against the United States. His comments came shortly after U.S. President Joe Biden called for a further investigation into the origins of the coronavirus pandemic. We must be prepared for an intense showdown between China and the U.S., Mr. Hu wrote in an op-ed for the Global Times, the number of China's nuclear warheads must reach the quantity that makes the U.S. elites shiver should they entertain the idea of engaging in a military confrontation 
with China. So if you've heard me speak about the fourth turning, the great winter, Strauss-Howe generational theory, every 80 years there is a major conflict with all-out war and the greatest, most devastating weapons of war are always used. Is this the beginning of that? Just a question. We'll move on. Let's hop into The Hill and how they reported on Anthony Fauci and his emails. What could be kind of more important than trying to figure out what caused this pandemic so that perhaps we can do something about preventing the next pandemic unless it's already on its way. Now, Senator Rand Paul has been doing a little bit of a victory lap <laughs> because you may remember he had a contentious exchange with Dr. Fauci in the Senate um, a couple of weeks back. So he's tweeting out, told you with those uh, eyeball emojis, can't wait to see the media try to spin the Fauci FOIA emails. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund Dr. Barrick? We do not fund. Do you fund gain, Dr. Barrett's gain of function research? D Dr. Barrett does not doing gain of function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. Not you don't think in inserting China. a bat virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain of function? Right. So let's take a look at what we can learn from Fauci's emails that has been released here. So there's a February email uh, in, in which he's talking about the origin of the virus. February 1st, he, he writes and he says, the paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain of function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what that means since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone on through the P3 framework. She will try to determine if we have any distant ties to this work abroad. We can put his email about masks up on the screen because this is another thing that like, really, really is infuriating. Um, and I imagine it's going to hit the public in the exact same way that Fauci was talking about masks in a different way when it was less politically charged, just like gain of function research, where he was singing a totally different tune about the necessity of masks. Dr. Anthony Fauci says his emails are being misconstrued and had this to say when asked if he would do anything differently. Let's get real here. If you look at scientific information as it accumulates, what is going on in January and February, what you know as a fact, as data, guides what you tell people and your policies. If March, April, May occur, you accumulate a lot more information and you modify and adjust your opinion and your recommendation based on the current science and current data. So of course, if we knew back then that a substantial amount of transmission was asymptomatic people, if we knew then that the data show that masks outside of a hospital setting are actually do work when we didn't know it then, Okay, so if, if what Fauci just said is true, right. that actually seems quite reasonable. You go with the best information you have at the time you have it. As you accumulate more information, 
that might change your idea of what the best practice is going forward. And then you honestly communicate that new information to the public. That seems reasonable, right? Sure, but that is a very big if. That is a huge if. <laughs> let's find out if that was true. Let's go to a trusted source, Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> what about months or so or two or three ago when people were saying, you don't really need to wear a mask? Well, the reason for that is that we were concerned, the public health community, and many people were saying this, were concerned that it was at a time when personal protective equipment, including the N95 masks and the surgical masks, were in very short supply. And we wanted to make sure that the people, namely the healthcare workers, who were brave enough to put themselves in a harm ways to take care of people who you know were infected with the coronavirus and the danger of them getting infected, we did not want them to be without the equipment that they needed. Okay, those two clips back to back, in my opinion, is all you need to know about the integrity of Anthony Fauci. Oh, Fauci. I was, I was gunning for you. I actually just ordered a shirt, Team Fauci. No, oh, man, you lied to us. Okay, so he lied to us. Conclusions. Fauci lied. What are we supposed to do about it? What are we supposed to think about it? Well, is this one of those moments where I check in with myself or do I go over to social media? Social media? Okay, cool. So I just went over to social media and we're offended. It's official. I mean, we're offended by just about everything and we seem to care more about how much we offend other people than actual news. But besides that, we're so offended that we've lost all faith in the medical establishment. All of it. That's right. That means if any of these meme creators and these super spreaders, you know, the real pandemic of memes out there, if any of them break their arm or come down with something dastardly where they need a specialist, uh-uh, they're not going to the medical establishment anymore. They're probably going down to Peru to try and find an ayahuascaro. Why? Because they've lost all faith. Really? Is that how we feel? No. We haven't lost faith. We've gained clarity on power structures. This is the game that has been being played for quite some time. And the thing is, is if you go to mainstream media, you will get tip-top eloquence on the narrative. That doesn't mean it's true. If you go to people like Charles Eisenstein, you will get tip-top eloquence talking about the myth of what's happening right now, and you'll start digging beneath the surface. If you start going to conspiracy theorists, you're going to get into a lot of BS. I have to be honest, there is a lot of BS, and most of it nowadays is contrived. There's a lot of false awakenings to contrived information specifically to send people off on wild goose chases. That does not mean that some things that are considered conspiracy theories are not valid and true. So the main thing that I wanna say is, I'm not here to try and push you guys to believe in more conspiracy theories. I want you to see that what we're seeing here is not the world falling apart. No, this is us catching a glimpse of the major narrative we've been hypnotized by unraveling at the seams. People, this is a big win for us. Big. It's a big day. And I'm excited. Whew. Man, I can't wait till it's 2028. Yeah, we're going to be fine. Make sure y'all head over to benjosephstewart.com. Become a member. You'll have access to the growing library of deeper dives where I talk about all the stuff that I really can't talk about on YouTube, even though there's a private love affair with YouTube and I know they love me just as much as I love them. 
Make sure you get involved in the Discord chat. That's where a lot of the conversation is happening, talking about new theories, being able to interweave into the greater conversation that is how we awaken infinity. That's our highest potential. And I just want to remind you, you are the most powerful technology ever known to creation. Wield it like an artist with a conscience. likely will come a time in which we have both an airborne disease that is deadly and in order for us to deal with that effectively we have to put in place an infrastructure not just here at home but globally that allows us to see it quickly isolate it quickly respond to it quickly so that if and when a new strain of flu like the Spanish flu crops up five years from now or a decade from now, we've made the investment and we're further along to be able to catch it. It's at this particular meeting appropriations or, or others, you'll be watching out for the budgets of NIH, DHS, and uh, others that may be recipients on the panel. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. That's your record, I know. Um, our first two witnesses, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, uh, really a, a, a national hero, at least a hero of mine, uh, and I'm sure others, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at NIH. I really appreciate that you're here today, and uh, we look forward to your testimony now. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Senator Collins, uh, thank you for the opportunity to testify today on the NIH mission of performing biomedical research for the purpose of preparing for and responding to naturally emerging and re-emerging infectious diseases and the relationship of this type of research to biological security. As you mentioned in your statement, the issue at hand is the ongoing threat of the emergence of an H5N1 pandemic influenza and the research that was supported by the NIH to address this threat. The conduct and publication of the results of such research in the form of the two manuscripts that you mentioned has focused considerable public attention on the issue of dual-use research, namely research that is directed at providing new information critical to the public health, but at the same time has the potential for malevolent applications. My written testimony is submitted for the record, and in my few minutes of time, I will highlight just a few important